My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about... Welcome to Why Bloody Valentine. I'm Rich and I'm here with Carolyn. Hi. And we watched No Country for Old Men. And it's not, because it's just getting worse out there. You're not an old man. I'm not an old man. This country's still for me. It's not for old men like Tommy Lee Jones. It's still run by old men. It is still run by old men, which is definitely a shame. We should do something about that. Yeah, we have elections, but I mean... We seem to just vote for old men. Yeah, but even we have elections, but some things they don't, we can't get rid of them to elect younger people. Right. That's why I don't want like life extension technology. I used to be kind of like all in on, yeah, let's try to live forever, but not anymore because I don't want fucking Mitch McConnell having strokes at the podium for the next 1,000 years. (laughs) Fuck that. So horror or not, this movie is unsettling, to say the least. We'll do the counts right off the top. There were at least 24 deaths in this movie. Yeah. For a while there, I thought we were going to hit, like, Terminator levels. We didn't. But it was pushing it for a while. There were also two dead dogs. No nudity. But lots of blood. Yeah, it was gory. So we'll get on with the cast. First up is Javier Bardem. And I'm only going to do like the top three. Like there's three lead actors in this. Okay, wake me up when you're done. Javier Bardem as Anton Sugar. Not Sugar, Sugar. You could not have picked a better fucking person for this. He's wholly believable in this movie. Oh, yeah. And he's fucking terrifying. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, He won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for this role. The first um, Spanish person to win Best Supporting or Best Actor of any sort. Cool. If I saw this man in real life and he had that haircut, it would be unsettling. Like, even knowing that he's an actor, I would be like, yo, you know what? And it's not, that's not how I feel about, like, Robert Englund. If I saw him dressed like Freddy Krueger, I'd be like, that's just fucking Robert Englund. Or Kane Hodder dressed as Jason. I'd be like, well, that's fucking just a guy in a Jason suit. This guy is so fucking believable in this movie. Yeah. It's probably the best performance you can ever have as an actor was him in this fucking movie. Why is he the supportive one? He was like the only one that survived. Um, Because the movie's about Josh Brolin's character. It's about Llewellyn. He'd be your protagonist. And but he died. Well, that doesn't matter. I can't believe the good guy died. He's not necessarily the good guy. No, he's I the guess. less bad guy. Uh, he's trying to soften his image a bit because he is Tritone in the live-action Little Mermaid movie. Who? The guy that plays Anton. Really? Yeah. 
So Anton Sugar is now like fucking um, Little Mermaid's dad. He's the dad? Yeah, and that movie is far too long to watch, but I'm interested in that at least. Isn't that Tritone? Isn't he the fucking... Triton. Triton? Yeah, King Triton. That's not... Well, they spell it Tritone. Well, it's King Triton. Okay, well, Triton. He's also been in Dune and a few of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. So, like, you see a picture of this guy, not with that fucked up haircut. He does not look like this at all. He's kind of, like, hunky, you know what I mean? Hunky. Like, you know what I mean? Like an actor. Mm -hmm. Like a heartthrob type actor. So next up is Josh Brolin as Llewellyn. This will be his second appearance on the podcast, actually, having starred in The Goonies. If you want to hear more about him, listen to that episode. See, that's how you get him. They want to hear, they want to hear about Josh Brolin and what movies he's been in. But nah, you got to go listen to another episode. Get those numbers up. Oh, okay. That's how we get him. Yeah. Got to trick him. And have, like... Lo- 15 listeners and they've listened to all of them listen to it again josh brolin goonies uh then lastly is tommy lee jones as sheriff ed tom bell i don't know why his name is ed tom it's not ed tom it's ed tom bell first name middle name last name and they say them all this is he's awesome in this movie too as the sheriff tommy lee jones yeah yeah, this is this is like the shit he was born to play, though. Like this is this is like right up his alley at like how he is. The persona of him, this this is pretty much right up his alley. He's most well known for such underground films as Men in Black, The Fugitive, Batman Forever, and on and on and on. He plays a sheriff in some fucking movie about cheerleaders at some point. Awesome performances. All all the performances in this movie are fucking amazing. Everybody is so good in this movie. So let's get on with it. This is a Miralax film, so already it starts out unsettling. Because all I you think you just said Miralax. Fuck. That's what I said when it came on. I, I know. Like, I thought it was Miralax, and everyone's gonna shit. That sucks. And then you just said it because what I meant to say is this is a Miramax film, so I already am kind of grossed out because all I can think about is Harvey Weinstein. And I'm, the next thing in my notes is, you thought it was a Miralax ad. Yeah, and then you said Miralax. I know. You put that in my head. Oh, it's all my fault that you can't fucking read your own notes. The word Miralax is in there, and it's very close to Miramax in the notes. Because I was going to talk about you well, calling no it. no wonder I think it's Miralax when you fucking call it Miralax. Uh, you thought it was Miralax first. They don't know that. Prove it. I cannot. We start off with a little history lesson of the sheriff, Ed Tom Bell. His dad was a sheriff, too. We get some shots of the desert. And, like, these desert shots. So I've, I like westerns. Um, I think we said that in the last podcast, that yeah. I like westerns. Mm-hmm. These hit me a little different now, having been to the desert. Having, like, the the desert crunch under my feet, the sun beat down on me. Seeing all the, like, weird fucking sage plants and all that shit. I have a different frame of reference now when I see the desert in things like this. Because you've seen the desert. Because I've been in the desert than I did before. And Mm -hmm. I really fucking like it. Mm -hmm. I really like it. I can put myself into it a little bit more because I've been to the desert now. Which, you gotta go places, I guess. Yeah. It enriches enriches more than... 
just being there. Like that's enriching traveling, seeing new things in itself, but it also makes other things better in the future too. Like Mm -hmm. I was surprised at that. I was sitting there. I'm like, Oh, you know, I fucking kind of relate to this now a little bit more. So we meet the, we meet the three main characters in this movie pretty quickly. We got Ed Tom Bell, and then we got our villain being put into a, cop, a car by a cop, a cop car. He's being arrested. Uh, this is Anton Chigurh. He strangles the cop to death in the police station with his handcuffs, and he has the most fucked up face on when he does it. Yeah. And the cop brought his weapon along with. Yeah, it was... He didn't know it was his weapon. He thought he had emphysema or something. Oh, yeah. So, it starts out pretty fucking intense, this movie. Yeah, he choked him so hard with his handcuffs that he was he had ripped his own wrists open. Yes. He grabs his oxygen tank and leaves. I don't know why you wouldn't put this guy in a cell. I don't know why you would just sit him on a bench. Mm-hmm. Just, just throw him in the cell. Throw all the criminals in the cell. Don't you make your phone call later. After I think because cr- it was like a small town, and he thought it was just a routine. I guess. I don't even know why he was arrested. Uh-huh. There's a lot of things they don't explain in the movie like that. I think it's fine. Because does it really add to it to know why he was arrested? No. Next up, he pulls someone over in a stolen cop car. Obviously, has to ditch the stolen cop car. You can't just keep driving that fucking thing around. He kills the driver of this vehicle, too. Pretty callously. He probably didn't have to. And he kills him with that fucking tank thing. He puts a mm-hmm. hole right through his skull. Pop right through his skull. What do you what do you think of the choice of an air tank with that thing? It's unique. It is unique. And it comes in handy to get indoors yeah. often. He just punches the lock right out of it. So I do think we should say this movie takes place in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I forget what year. Um, it does say it. And I remember thinking, oh, I should have wrote that down. But then I didn't rewind it to write it down because the mom dies. So on her tombstone is the year. So it does say what year it is. But it's definitely the 80s. And now we meet Llewellyn Moss. He's out hunting. While tra- tracking the animal he shot, he comes upon... A massacre. He is very calm about this massacre. Mm -hmm. So you find out later in the movie he was in Vietnam and stuff, which I'm assuming why that's why he was able to keep such a calm demeanor. Yeah. Uh, You'd like to see somebody freak out a little bit more. Like, you know, this guy has seen some shit because if that's me and I see that, first off, I don't go near it. I was like, oh, that looks like a massacre down there. I go the other way. Mm -hmm. Maybe I call the cops when I get back. Like no cell phones. So you got to call the cops when you get back. But what I don't do is go to the massacre. No. Because, A, people might still be alive at the massacre. Um, people might come upon the massacre that were looking for the massacre. Anything could happen in the aftermath of a massacre. Plus, you just don't want to see a massacre up close. Yeah, well, yeah, that too. I don't want to see bloated corpses and bloody bodies up close. But mostly, I stay away from the massacre for self-preservation. Yeah. I don't want to be part of the massacre. Don't want to be. Don't want to add to it. Yeah, and by add to it, I mean be killed. Right. Because if there was a massacre and I come upon it, and there's massacres still there, they're going to kill me. I'm not going to kill them. Right. Like it's just not going to happen. That's Even if I, I want to, they are going to kill me. Because 
I'm not about that life. And they are about that life because they've just been about that life <laughs> recently. So, yeah, I stay away from the massacre. There's lots of bodies. Um, One survivor, and he just wants agua. Ain't got no agua. No, because it's the 80s, and who the fuck walks around with agua in the desert? Everyone should have agua in the desert. Right, but this guy is a man of the desert. He's um not a cowboy, but a cowboy, sort of. You know what I mean? So he don't need agua. He knows his way around a desert. This is his land. He knows he knows his way around. I don't think he was planning on going this far into the desert. I certainly don't think he was planning on coming upon a massacre. But alas, you don't always get to choose your destiny. Llewellyn takes his weapon instead and finds a lot of cocaine, which does not interest him. Nope. Does he not does not give a fuck about that cocaine. That Leaving cocaine. it there. Leaving it there. Whole truck bed full. Yeah. Uh, he does track the last man standing. He knew there was a last man standing, but he was wrong about the last man standing because the last man standing was the guy that won Diagua. The last man standing he finds is dead. No. The, uh, the last man standing in the massacre, meaning some the person who was the last one and he walked away from all this shit. But he didn't. He, but he did. He, he that walked ki- away that a dude, little bit. Yeah, he walked away, he sat under a tree, and he died. Right, but the guy in the truck is still alive. So that's the last man standing. He's the last man sitting in a truck he can't fucking move. Right. There was a last man standing who walked away. Boy, he don't look like the type of guy that would have walked away, though, when they find him. No, he didn't. That's why he didn't walk very far. He does track him under a shade tree. He knew the guy would look for shade. Mm -hmm. Because who wants to die in the desert sun? No one. They want to die under a cool tree with a bag of money. And like I said, he looks quite dead. He is very, very dead. Mm-hmm. Flies buzzing. And we've got ourselves a briefcase full of $100 bills. There is a problem with finding a briefcase full of $100 bills. Someone probably did some illegal shit for the briefcase filled with $100 bills. Yeah, all that cocaine. Yeah. Just in any situation, if you don't, if you, if you find a briefcase full of $100 bills, something illegal is happening. Oh, yeah. Who keeps a briefcase full of $100 bills? Right. No one does that. The second problem is they probably want their $100 bills back, their briefcase full of money. Mm-hmm. So you think like, oh, look, I found a, a briefcase full of $100 bills. Well, somebody wants it. And um, since it's right around a massacre, they're probably willing to massacre for it mm-hmm. because this has already happened once. So there is a lesson to be learned here. Well, he even said that to his wife. He was like, how far would you go for your $2 million? Yeah. And all, he, the, all the goddamn way. Yes, he finds out. Um, so this was a bad decision on his part. He knew how dangerous it was. That's crystal clear because he keeps Norma Jean or whatever the fuck her name is. I have it later on in here in the dark about it. Mm-hmm. So... He understands the consequences of what is going on, which is not good to keep to keep to keep on keeping on when you understand these consequences and the gravity of this situation. Mm -hmm. Is it worth two million dollars? Would you take this risk for two million dollars? Would you? Uh, The massacre risk. You're him. You find two million dollars at the massacre in a briefcase. I... If I find the massacre like you, I'm going the other way. Correct. I just come across a briefcase of $100 bills. I probably won't take the whole briefcase, but I probably wouldn't leave all the money. 
two stacks, get yeah. the fuck out of there. Uh-huh. Someone will be like, all right. Yeah. I get it. They didn't turn it into the cops either. Mm-hmm. So I think someone would be like, okay, you know. I'll be out a couple grand. Yeah, but I don't think I'm going to hunt this person to the end of the earth. We'll hunt somebody to the end of the earth for $2 million. Yeah. Uh, 20 grand? Nah. If you are the type of person that can obtain a briefcase with $2 million in it, you're not going to miss 20 grand enough to go after somebody for it. No. That's mm. like us dropping $20. Right. From our... I'll life. pick it up. Yeah, it sucks, but it's just $20. Yeah. I'll make that again tomorrow. Yeah. So Llewellyn instead brings it home to his family, and he can't sleep. You think he can't sleep because he's haunted by the nightmares of the massacre? He can't sleep because he was a shithead that didn't bring that guy agua. Mm-hmm. I like how he, when he decides he can, can't sleep, he goes, all right. That's how I feel sometimes when I can't sleep. I don't know if I vocalize it because I'm afraid of waking you up, but I'm like, whatever. You don't go anywhere. I have nowhere to go. I have never been to a massacre. I mm-hmm. have no one to give agua to. The farthest I go when I wake up is to the bathroom, but not to go to the bathroom usually. It's to um, stand at the door frame and scratch my back. You like scared me to death that night. Like a bear. It's fun. It feels good. He jumped out of bed and ran to the bathroom. I thought he was sick, and, but he was just standing there. I couldn't tell that he was scratching his back. I thought he was standing in the doorway of the bathroom, like sleepwalking or something. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, it's so bad. He's standing there scratching his back on the door frame. Like a bear. Like a bear. It was, it's, it's, but he like it. jumped out of bed and like ran. It I works thought it was re- sick. It works really good here in our room because we have pocket doors. So it has like ridges. So it has ridges. Oh, it's such, it's the best back scratcher. So going back is an insane idea. He knows it's an insane idea because he says, if I don't come back, tell my mom I love her. Mm-hmm. She's like, your mom is dead. And he says, and I'll tell her myself. Correct. He knows there's a risk of death involved in this. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is such a huge risk, and that guy is probably dead, even if no one came and found him. But he couldn't sleep, knowing that he needed water. Yep, he's dead, all right. But not, not from his earlier wounds. Nope. Someone came by and blasted him through the noggin. There's two other people there. He's been spotted and he's been shot. Right. He gets shot and falls down that hill. Mm-hmm. That never comes up again. Like, he gets shot in, like, the shoulder, right? Yeah, he, then he pick, he's picking pieces out of it later, and he checks the wounds and stuff. Right, but, I mean, it doesn't impact him. Not really. This is but a flesh wound, I guess, because... I think it was a shotgun and... So just some pellets. Yeah. Smartly... Because it also hit the ground, too, and he's, like, picking, like, glass and stuff out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. It's a lot of, like, ricochet. I'll take it. I'll accept it. He crawls into the river and, like, floats away. This is a pretty good move. Yeah. When there's a dog swimming after him. Yeah, um, he does have that persistent dog on his tail, but he kills that dog. Yeah, like, last second. Very last second. If the dog hadn't jumped, he might have been able to get this man. Yeah. But nope, he's dead. And this motherfucker simply should have left well enough alone. He wouldn't have gotten away with it because they have that receiver in the bag. But he wouldn't have made it so fucking easy. Like, what's Anton going to do if that truck isn't still there? Mm -hmm. 
He's just going to drive around the fucking town until that thing goes off? Maybe. But I mean, holy shit. That's rough. Yeah. Speaking of Anton, we're back to Anton. He's at a gas station. The clerk asks if there is rain up near Dallas, and this really annoys Anton. Because Anton is in the business of not being noticed. Which, don't have that haircut then. <laughs> if you don't want people to notice you, you Frankenstein-looking motherfucker. Don't have that crazy haircut. <laughs> it is all... It's, it's, I want to say it's a bowl cut, but it isn't. I wouldn't know what to call it. It's like a helmet cut. I was going to say... Sorry. It kind of looks like one of those helmets that they put on kids with epilepsy. Mm-hmm. That fall down. Mm-hmm. It's an epilepsy helmet cut. It's bad. Yes. I don't know how they came up with it. They're like, they got a high paid Hollywood stylist and said, worst haircut you can think of. This guy is a crazy psychopath killer. And that's what they came up with. Because mm-hmm. it's bad. So Anton wants to know the most he ever lost on a coin toss. What does he stand to win? Everything. Everything. Yeah, everything. So, I think the guy knows what's going on here. We know what's going on here, though. Like, you can tell that if this guy gets it wrong, he's dead. Yeah. Even though that's never even alluded to. Because it's just the performance of this guy. Right. You just know that, that that's what's happening here. And they need to do this to set up the end of the movie. So, he calls heads and he wins. And it was so fucking tense. Yeah, for like five minutes. It's very long and very tense. They really draw it out. Even afterwards, he's like, don't put that in your pocket. That is your lucky quarter. And it's great. It's a great fucking scene. Yeah. Like, you could say like, oh, they drug it out, they drug it out. But it never feels like that. No. It just gets worse and worse for you. Very tense. And him not leaving is even worse because you're like, oh my God, is he going to fucking kill him anyway? He's going to come and he doesn't. It's fucking awesome. I loved it. I This movie's good. So Llewellyn is headed to Odessa. Carla Jean is going to stay with her mama. The bag contains $2 million. His car is disabled at the site of the massacre. They'll find him quickly. All this happens. Uh, Anton is on the scene. He has the receiver. This is the first we know about the receiver. He executes the men that brought him out there. <laughs> so this guy's very much a lone wolf. Mm-hmm. And he has no compunction about killing people at all. He's basically the Terminator. Yes, sort of. He'll kill anyone to get to Llewellyn and his money. The only difference is, because I'm going to get into it later, is that he has like a sort of code. Okay. So there's a car fire and... um. The sheriff notices Llewellyn's truck. He recognizes it. He knows it's Llewellyn's. He knows Llewellyn. And the the two cops have it all figured out, exactly what happened. Like, they look at the scene. They deduce everything. They're exactly right. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't fucking matter. It does not matter. They're, he's right all the time. He's right every single time. Even when he doesn't know he's right, he's right. And it does not fucking matter. Because the world is changing, and it's no country for old men. They can't stop it. Mm-hmm. Best to just kick back and let it pass you by. Anton is already at the trailer. He has that crazy fucking air tank. He blows the lock 
almost through the fucking wall Mm -hmm. just to show you how powerful it is. He's rifling through the mail. He gives no fucks about fingerprints. This is the 80s. I don't know what fingerprint technology was, but I remember getting my fingerprints taken in the 80s. So they fucking existed. Yeah. He finds a phone bill. Now he knows where they're likely to be. This is bad. No such thing as phone bills anymore. Other ways to track you, sure. Phone bill, not likely. Right. If if you do have a phone bill, it's in your email. So he's going to sit on the couch and drink some milk like like a fucking psychopath. I don't even know if he drinks any. He drank it out of the jug. He drank it right out of the jar. Yep. Because then when the cop comes and drank out of it, he poured it into a cup. I was like, he still drank out of something that he drank right straight from the jar. Yeah. yeah. So I don't n- know where he's been. So now it's off to the trailer park operator to question her. He, he somehow manages to leave without killing her, but I just think it's because someone else was there. But, I mean, he could have just killed that other person, too. I thought he was going to kill her. So did I. And you know what? She gives off strong, like... I wouldn't um, care if she died, Bob's. Yeah. Like, uh, you're being a little bit of a bitch here. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to be such a pain in the ass. And you're not being a big enough bitch, like, that you deserve to die. But, like, I get it if he did. This fucking guy... He'd kill people for way less. Yeah. So she is pretty fucking lucky. Llewellyn puts Carla Jean on a bus to her mom's and tells her she's retired from Walmart now. What must that be like? What must that be like? Cops arrive at the trailer and enter since the lock is broken. Milk's still sweating. They just missed them. What does he say? Like, I forget what he says. Some Something like that's that's obnoxious, but not obnoxious. I forget what he fucking says. I forget the word he used too. It's so it's like, like annoying, Gomer Pyle. It's not annoying. It's that I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know, but it was Dang. funny. This movie is kind of funny. There's some funny parts to it, which it's the Cohen brothers. I mean, they did like where Bro- oh brother where art thou, mm-hmm. and Fargo is like famously brutal and funny. So that's kind of on brand for them. This movie is not fucking hilarious, but there's some funny parts. Still gotta watch that. What? Oh, brother, we're out there. Got to show it to the girlfriend. Yes, you need to watch it. Llewellyn's got himself a nice cheap room. Now it's time to hide that money. Way back in the vent. Anton's making calls. Um, lots of calls to Del Rio. Sadly, that's where Llewellyn went. So I think I said he's going to Odessa. That's where the, the girl's going. He went to Del Rio. Yeah. Time to go to another motel. Um, Llewellyn is quite paranoid, rightfully, I guess. Like, he's definitely being haunted. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty smart. Anton's coming into town shooting at random birds while driving for no reason. Yeah, why did he He do didn't that? even shoot the bird. He missed. He's he's just a fucking pain in the ass. He's, he's just a fucking terror. No bullet in the guy they found on the highway, not surprising, because he used that fucking emphysema tank. Llewellyn is armed with a shotgun and tent poles. He's also purchased another room. So he's smart here. He knows they're going to figure out what room he's in. And he takes another room. But not the adjoining room, I don't think. Yeah, he skipped one. Yeah. And then the people that found him t- took that room. Mm-hmm. So he's smart. Actually, but he doesn't I, know. No, I don't think that's what happened. He skipped one. They went in his room, I think. Oh. And Anton took the room in between them. Why did he skip one? I'm not sure. 
I guess he just didn't want to be that close to him. Off goes Anton's tracker. Jackpot. Llewellyn is going to snake the ship from his room to the other room. Mm-hmm. And Anton is readying his air tank and a rifle. So maybe he skipped the room in case they heard it. They would go into the next room and he wouldn't be there. Give him some time, maybe. So for some reason, Anton also takes off his boots for this mission. He's going to walk over there barefoot and kill a hotel room full of Mexicans. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. And why were his socks wet? I don't know. This is the wrong room. Um, some innocent dudes blowing the smithereens. That's what I said at first. Innocent pushing it as they are also looking for the money. So they're not innocent. Yeah. These are bad people too. Now he's removing his socks and leaving them at the scene after clearing the room of all these people. Time to check the vent, but Llewellyn and the money are gonzo, baby. But he can see the the drag marks up there. Right, where so he knows what there. happened. Yeah. And Llewellyn's being scolded by some elderly gentleman. For hitchhiking. For hitchhiking. Like, that's the fucking worst of his concerns. Now we meet Carson Wells. Carson Wells is Woody Harrelson. So I've seen Woody Harrelson play Killers before. And he's a hitman in this. And I love when Woody Harrelson is like a hitman type guy. Or like Natural Born Killers. Because... His dad was a hitman. That's a what real his, hitman? A real hitman. His dad was in prison for murdering a judge. Like, there's some of the conspiracy theories surrounding JFK involve Woody Harrelson's dad. Really? Hitman. Like, real hitman. Like, they'd make a movie about him. Hmm. So it's cool that he's fallen in his dad's footsteps in this movie. He's having a meeting with what seems to be an executive, but this is the guy that's in charge of the whole operation. Conversation is about Anton. Carson seemingly supposed to stop Anton. I don't know why this guy wants him to stop Anton. Is he just causing too much havoc? Like, Anton Anton seems very good at his job. Maybe he thinks he's the only one who can. But why? He ostensibly hired Anton. Oh, yeah. Wait, he did? Yes. Because later on, Anton go, goes in and says, you gave the Mexicans a receiver, too. Mm-hmm. So, yes, he hired both of these people. Yes. I guess he thinks Anton's getting a little too out of control, though. Bringing too much attention to the situation. It's another hotel for Llewellyn. He's going to spend $2 million on $25 hotel rooms if he keeps this shit up. <laughs> he bribes the clerk to report any check-ins. Um, he's finally figured out that he's being tracked somehow. Like, he I don't know. It out. He figures it out a few minutes too late, though. Yeah, a little bit too late. Like, I would assume that there's GPS on this now. Maybe not back then. But, like, That's true. the very least, I that shit's going in a different bag. Mm-hmm. It's going in, like, a book bag. Yeah, it shouldn't be in a briefcase. That's too hard to Yeah, it's annoying as fuck, you. yeah. So, hopefully I'd find... Whatever the fuck they're using to track it in the money. When you moved it. When I moved it. But I would definitely assume it's being tracked now, especially. You probably wouldn't even be able to find it, honestly. You're probably just fucked. Like, it's probably so small. Yeah. That you'll never find it. I I would throw the money in the washing machine. <laughs> all of it. And just fucking, I'd launder the money. Oh my god, Rich. 
That's what I would do. So he finds it. It's fucking huge. Which, like I said, it wouldn't be now. And it's flashing. Yeah. Fast. Yeah. He's calling the clerk. No answer. That's a bad sign for the fucking clerk. So instead, he has a face-off with the door. Just a man and his shotgun. Lock, pox, lock pops off. And blasts him. And it hits him in the chest, like, real hard. Like, enough that he's like, oh, God. And then Anton starts to come in, but he shoots the door. He waits two seconds. He blows Anton into the next fucking room. Mm-hmm. But he's too impatient. Gotta let him get in. Uh, he does flee out the window, and for some reason, he he re-enters the hotel. I don't know. Why does he go back in there? I, I, I don't know. Like, that's stupid. He goes back to places he shouldn't go back to. A lot. Like, this man needs to know. Well, that's how we know it's a horror movie. And this like, man how needs they go to know. upstairs. I'm surprised he didn't go upstairs to get Anton. But, yeah. He needs to know not to go back into places he shouldn't be. Just knock it off. The man is taking a beating because he, like, fucks his leg up when he jumps out the window. Mm -hmm. Uh, He gets shot again. He's in bad fucking shape. He hops in a truck with some guy and just immediately gets his fucking guy killed. Like, just immediately. He's like, I'm not going to hurt you as he dies. Bam. Dead. He makes it two, three blocks before crashing the truck. Yeah. Not far. (laughs) Certainly not far enough. Llewellyn almost gets him again. But the bloody footprints warned him and he dove behind a car. So Anton does a dark alley escape and Llewellyn says, fuck that, and walks to Mexico covered in blood. He's like, I'm not going down that alley. I'm going to Mexico. No one in Mexico wants to kill me. I'm safe there. (laughs) So he buys a coat and a beer off some drunk American kids for 500 bucks and then tosses $2 million off the bridge right on the border. Just chucks $2 million Mm -hmm. next to the Rio Grande. I think somebody's going to find that shit. It's right there. So Homeboy's now in Mexico, and he's awoken by a mariachi band who he pays $100 to take him to the hospital. Medico, por favor. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. Anton was hit in the leg. His leg's all fucked up. He's limping bad, and he blows up a vehicle so he can rob a pharmacy. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, it was really good, because you don't even know what he's doing. At first, you're like, is he getting the gas out so he can fucking, mm-hmm. like, put it on his wound or what? What the fuck's going on here? And then he blows up the vehicle so everybody leaves and he can rob the pharmacy. Because yeah, they're all looking at that. And it works. Mm-hmm. But right also, in front of everyone, he just grabs what he needed and walks right out. But also, this is probably why they're trying to stop him. Because this is attention. Mm-hmm. He's doing crazy shit. Yes. And he does the surgery on himself. Which is horrifying. He did a good job. Yeah. Yeah, he did. So the sheriff he even is, numbed himself with lidocaine. It's crazy. Yeah, he's good at this. this is he innocent. gave himself antibiotics. This is not his first rodeo, I'd imagine. So the sheriff's going to Odessa to see Carla. Uh, first, he has to pull over the dude transporting the bodies. Again, it's just funny. It's just a funny scene. Like, this mm-hmm. guy has the bodies on a fucking flatbed, and you can see them. Yeah. All because they, the van doesn't have four-wheel drive. Carson finds Llewellyn in the hospital, and he brings up that Anton is going to go to Odessa at some point. He also said it took him about three hours to find him. So again, Llewellyn is out of his element here. Uh, Carson says he's not cut out for this, and he is right. You can't just run forever. Sheriff is with um, Carla now. He tells her a story about how they kill cows now. 
And it's strikingly similar to how Anton prefers to kill people. Yep. That's what I said. He always knows every single aspect, even when he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Well, he was trying to think of something that would put a hole without leaving a bullet. Right, but I don't even think he he gets it. I don't think he ever pieces it together. Because he never has the epiphany. Mm-hmm. Carson spots the bag walking back from Mexico. That's how well hidden it was. So he knows where the fucking money is. Uh, he doesn't retrieve it, though, which is dumb. He gets back to the hotel room and he's being tailed by Anton, who suggests they go to his room. I would say no. Yeah. Let's not. Let's not <laughs> no, go to my you. room. They have this really weird conversation. Um, Carson knows he's going to die. He's trying to deal with Anton, which is not not successful. Anton's not much of a dealer. He will cut you a deal, but it's not for money or anything like that. See, because Anton is like the personification of fate in this movie. He will do the coin toss sometimes. Mm-hmm. Phone rings. Anton kills him. And he lets the phone ring for a while. Anton threatens his wife, because this is Llewellyn on the other line, obviously. Anton threatens his wife. He offers a deal, though. Bring the money. He won't kill his wife, but he will still kill him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, he has to die no matter what. Like, that's just how it is. Yes. This Mostly is Mostly because he inconvenienced him so much. Yes. This is fair-ish. Like, for what Anton does and has, will do in this movie, this is probably the best you can expect from him. Yeah. He should have taken his deal and then tried to kill him then instead of using his wife as like sort of bait, honestly. Mm-hmm. He's honestly using his wife as kind of like bait, which Anton says later on in the movie. She says not like that and it isn't really like that, but it also is kind of like that. Yeah. I mean, he had an opportunity to save her and get to Anton, actually. Like he's got to give him the money. Mm-hmm. So they got to come face to face. Mm-hmm. Anton expects him to bring the money and lay it at his feet. To do that, they have to come face to face. Right. So the boy's back on American soil and he has his briefcase. The new plan is to book Carla on a plane with the money, send her away, and kill this guy. He wants to have his cake and eat it too. Anton shows up and kills his boss. Uh, there's someone from accounting there too. Not sure if he kills him or not. Yeah, he's like, are you going to shoot me? And he's like, depends. Can you see me? Yeah. So that's, I don't I don't know if that's him saying, are you going to tell anybody about this? Mm-hmm. No, then you're fine. Or right. do you see me? Uh, obviously, you've seen me, so you're going to die. Yeah. I lean towards he probably killed him. Yeah. Because why wouldn't he? I did not count him in the kill count, though, because it's ambiguous. Yeah. Uh, the Mexicans are following Carla Jean to El Paso. They get essentially all of the information about this trip from the grandmother. Yeah. Talk it a little bitty. Mm-hmm. If you're ever on the lam, never tell anybody anything at all. No. Anything. Don't tell your family, especially your fucking family. Yeah, but if my mom was there, she would have told everyone. Everybody. That's how my mom is. Yeah. She's just like that lady. Yes. So Carla Jean is telling the sheriff where they're at. And also, just like Terminator. Like... She tells her, tell mom, her mom right where she's going. Yeah, and then the mom tells if the fucking If we're on the lamb, never tell my mom. Even if she's coming with us, don't tell her where we're going. Knock her out. <laughs> Put her in the fucking trunk. 
gag her. Take her electronics. <clears throat> Carla Jean tells the sheriff where they're headed, which is fine. Someone stops to help Anton, which is always a bad idea. He at the very least steals his truck, but more than likely also kills him. Again, not an account. Too ambiguous. Right. Surely he's dead, though. Mexicans flee in a hotel room. There's machine gun fire. Multiple people are dead, including Lou Ellen, who may have been fucking a woman that hit on him. Yeah. Probably was. He said, I know what beer leads to. And she's like, it just leads to more beer. Mm-hmm. And then he's in her hotel room. Right. Even though she said she'd bring the beer outside. Mm-hmm. Though he was in his clothes. Yeah, but it, you do but get dressed was it after. after. Yeah, or did they not get to it yet? At the very least, he was probably planning on fucking Aperod. Yeah. So it's the biggest mistake he made. A little bit of sex. You're like that happy. Hubris. Thought he had $2 million and he just had sex. Yep. Basically, the entire tale of the film is hubris. This man's hubris. Sheriff goes back to the hotel. The lock has been blown out. Anton is inside. Now, I don't know if Anton's actually inside or if he's imagining Anton's like lurking in the shadows for him. Because... Anton's not in there. Mm -hmm. Did he escape? Was he in the shadows and he just escaped when the sheriff came in? I doubt it. Because why wouldn't he just kill the sheriff? Yeah. Kills everybody else. Right. So I don't know if he's actually in there or not. He he doesn't seem like much of a hider. No. So I'm not sure. And the sheriff then goes to visit that fucking dude from One Tree Hill. (laughs) Little meeting of the minds between the coach and the sheriff. I think they're brothers. Apparently the sheriff has decided to retire. He feels overmatched. It's not the same world it used to be. More violent, no respect. Coach goes into the story of their uncle who just was senselessly murdered in 1909. Just for no reason. Just senselessly murdered. And he goes on to say nothing is new. Mm -hmm. That as you get older, you think everything is worse than it is. But it's always all just the same. Mm Mm-hmm. Cut the grandma being lowered into the ground. Carla Jean has had it rough. Lost her husband, lost her mom. She had the cancer. Yes, she did have the cancer. That one. Uh, we don't count natural causes deaths in this. No. She doesn't count. Carla Jean is home. She's in an actual house. And she has a visitor. She has no money. She can't even pay for the funeral. What does Anton say to that? I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> mm. Mm. that is not what you want to fucking hear from this maniac no he's only there because of the deal Llewellyn wouldn't take again like I said he has like this code there is a level of honor in what at least what he perceives as honor in what he's doing Right. I don't know if he thinks he's righteous but he definitely thinks he's the hand of fate this coin got here the same way I did all the choices very you philosophical. And, all the choices you and others have made have brought you to this point. We get a coin flip. She gets a chance to call it, just like the guy at the gas station. This is the best he can do. That's what he says, and I think he's right. Mm-hmm. He's going to give you a chance. He's going to let fate decide. She refuses. She ain't going to call it. It's not the coin. It's him. That's what she says. Because he's fate. He is the circumstances. Like, not the coin flip. 
he is actually fate. Next thing you know, he leaves. You have no idea whether he killed her or not. Checks the bottom of his shoes. So the implication is he did kill her. We can't count it. But I'm fairly sure he killed her. Because mm-hmm. he's checking his shoes for blood. He drives away. Scot-free. Until someone runs a fucking stoplight and he bones him. Yeah. His arm is broken. The bone sticking out. Oh, I hate compound fractures. The kid cannot get enough of the bone sticking out. He repeatedly reminds him. It's so gross. He is now buying a shirt, too, for a splint. $100. Again, just like Llewellyn did. Mm-hmm. Because I keep talking about him having, like, a code. He's being fair. Mm-hmm. He could just fucking take that kid's shirt, even with a broken arm. What's that kid going to do? Yeah. But he doesn't. He compensates him for it. And he gets something out of the kid, too. His silence. Sheriff is retired, and he doesn't know what the fuck to do. And that is all. So you like this for a good portion of the movie. Yeah. And you were you were shocked when Llewellyn died. Yes. Because he's the main character. And I felt like you didn't like the movie anymore. Is that still the case? Or pretty much, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like when the main character dies. It's like, what's the point of the whole fucking movie then? Like, I get when there's like multiple main characters. You know, you're like you're watching Titanic, and you know, like he dies, right? She, she doesn't. doesn't. So they really give you nothing. But I everyone mean, here fucking dies except the bad guy. Right. Everyone dies. The money isn't even addressed. No. Uh, to me, the money and the characters are like devices to tell the story. They're not the story. Like the main character is nebulous. It's fate. It's the point of the movie more than the characters. The It's like the downfall of men, ego, greed, well, money. It's too deep for a horror movie. Sex. It's about fate and how we can't escape our own fate. How every word and action pushes us closer to it. Uh, even like the best laid plans rely on other people. It's out of your control. I think that's the point of the movie for the most part. That you don't actually control your own fate and what's going to happen is going to happen. I think that's why it's important that the Mexican cartel killed Llewellyn and not Anton. Mm-hmm. Because if Anton kills him, it's just, oh, Fuck. Well, that guy's better. Anton was the enemy Llewellyn knew he had, and the Mexicans were the enemy he had forgotten about. Right. They're an afterthought. But they were the first ones after him, too. But he got so wrapped up in this battle with this one monster, it blinded him to the other monsters. Right. So is it a horror movie? I don't know. I could, like, see how you can consider it one, but Anton isn't a mindless killing machine. He can be, but he has a code. He gives people a chance sometimes. People that he could easily kill and get away with survive. Yeah. Jason Voorhees doesn't fucking not kill that gas station guy. He doesn't give him a chance. He just kills him. Right. Michael Myers just kills him. And, like I said, he has a code. It's a sick one, but it is something. Whereas in horror movies, I don't think there's any moral moral value at all that the killers have they just kind of do it for the most part it's more of a western drama with horror elements yeah but even like 
I don't even agree with that totally because like it's not like a Western Western. It's not like no, it's not. It is a Western, but it's not what we think of as a Western. No, it's so many different genres like rolled into one, which is why it's so good. It's somewhat undefinable, and it was successful. It made one hundred and seventy-one point six million dollars on a budget of twenty-five million. Wow. Uh, we watched this last night, so we didn't watch it today, which is why I didn't say, we just watched. I just said we watched. See, it's a little trick there. Mm. You can tell when we watched the movie and when we recorded, if you listen to that. If we just watched it, we recorded after. If we watched, we didn't. So I've been thinking about it a lot today, and I like it more the longer I think about it. Like, the more I think about it. Like, last night, I was like, yeah, it was good. Unlike me, where I'm like, what did we watch? What <laughs> was it about? It was 24 hours ago? Yeah. Um, what was their names? Oh yeah, Stormy's middle name. <laughs> our cat's Stormy middle name. Stormy Llewellyn. Our when, cat's when middle name is Llewellyn. Which Only is, when she's in trouble. That is an odd Thomas reference. Stormy Llewellyn. Look, she just looked at me. She's like, "What? God, do anything." It won four Academy Awards on eight nominations. It won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Supporting Actor, and Best Adapted Screenplay. Because this is adapted from a book, which is apparently more funny. By the way, the book is more humorous. And won two Golden Globes. It has a 93% critic score and an 86% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. That is worse than Terminator. Really? Terminator is 100% critic score. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I love it. I do. I really love it. It's a great fucking movie. It's pretty good. Uh, where do you rank it? Oh, God. I don't, I don't have anything written down. Well, Terminator was number one. Oh, yeah. Cause Cable it was, yeah. Guy was number two. And that's it. Okay. Put this in the middle. In the middle. I can dig that. Pretty kitty. But, yeah. Everyone should watch it. It's very good. I mean, you should have watched it before now. Because it probably loses a little bit of its effectiveness once you know what happens. What the movie's about. It's kind of nihilistic, I guess. Um, Fits America pretty well with how earnestly fucked up we are do you have anything else to add no and say goodbye carolyn goodbye carolyn